who will survive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. This will be technically, I guess, episode number 74, and I'm here solo because, as you heard in the intro, this is about WrestleMania 3. Not only WrestleMania 3, something super, super special for everyone listening, and I really hope everyone enjoys it as much as I did. A couple of days ago, I guess last week now, on Twitter, somebody had posted some pictures, and they were pictures from actually being at the Silver Dome. March 29th, 1987, for WrestleMania 3. And they were an amazing view, basically from the 50-yard line, of someone that was there and took pictures, got some iconic photos. And like I said, it was on Twitter, and his name was Charlie, but you could follow him on Twitter, which I'll say a bunch on here, Charlie092474. He was there. He went with his uncles. He got tickets to be there for Andre slamming, or I guess Andre did slam Hogan, but Hogan slamming Andre, the iconic moment just the the huge feel of the event and i'll i'll tweet the pictures out again but these these are amazing to look at so please please check them out but i'm going to get right into the interview with him he just has amazing stories of being at the silver dome the process of getting tickets the vibe the excitement he was 12 or 13 years old at the time so like the huge huge time to be a fan is is when you're you know and i i would say from when you're like 8 to 12 is like prime for being a wrestling fan or an adult like like me and eric are now but it's just an amazing time to be a fan as a kid and he's got such great memories of being there and the vibe and this is such a huge event and without any uh, uh anything else further i was gonna say further ado but it sounds kind of lame but i'm gonna say anyway without any further ado here is charlie okay so we're on the phone now we got charlie charlie's out in michigan how you doing good how about you Good. So I found Charlie on Twitter and on Reddit. Uh, he every a couple days ago it was the anniversary of WrestleMania three, and he posted some pretty awesome pictures of in the crowd of at WrestleMania three, and people were like, "Whoa, you were there!" <laughs> so it's not often you get to talk to someone that was there, even though there were so many people there. So I wanted to get Charlie on to basically do the whole experience, talk about when you found out about the show, when you got the tickets, the event, before, after, comparing it to other WrestleManias, all that stuff. So. Charlie, you doing okay out there today? Yeah. You getting ready for yeah, WrestleMania? <laughs> yes, actually, I'm super excited for it this year. Okay, cool. So you were how old in 1987 when WrestleMania three came to Detroit? I was 12. Okay, so that's like the perfect age as a fan. Yes, it was the absolute perfect age because I was 12, my younger brother was 9, so we were super super into it it was it was everything to be able to go to that all right so did you remember like did your parents say surprise you with tickets was you like you're begging hey mom dad we have to go to this like how did you end up going to the show and when did you first find out that it was going to be near your hometown you know i don't remember exactly when we it was announced that it was going to be in detroit 
but I do specifically remember getting the tickets because I guess it's it's weird how much different it is then versus now. Mm-hmm. Now you now you just go on, you know, Ticketmaster.com. You buy the tickets, and if you don't get them, you just go on StubHub. Sure. Well, you know, back then you were you either had to line up outside a Ticketmaster for hours in advance, or you had to try calling and getting through on the phone. And those were basically the only two options. Mm-hmm. And um, and then if it was sold out, there was no StubHub or eBay. Yeah, you there, were there was a guy outside the, the venue. Yeah. There was a guy outside yeah, or, the venue. <laughs> yes, or, or you were going through the classifieds and hoping you didn't get ripped off. Yeah. So I remember, and uh, so I remember specifically that my parents said that we could go because we lucked out because my uncle, who because my all my uncles are like ten years older than us, mm-hmm. and one of them had a friend that was really into wrestling so he wanted to go so it was going to be me my younger brother and three of my well two of my uncles and one of my uncle's friends so back then and back then there was no cell phone so everyone had one phone in the house okay so so we were trying to get tickets we were using our one phone line and then my couple aunts and uncles were all calling Ticketmaster trying to get through and i remember not being able to get through and you get that heartbreak of we're not going to be able to go now. Uh-huh. And then after we gave up, my one aunt called us up and said she was able to get whatever it was, five tickets for us. Uh-huh. So I'm, I just remember running through the house being super excited that we were, we were going to be there. Yeah. And it's funny you say that the multiple things, it's kind of like what people do now, except they've got their phone, they've got their computer, they've got their iPad, they've got like several different devices trying to get it. But you had different phone calls. So that's awesome yep. that everyone helped you out. Now you get yes. up with pretty good seats. Uh, if you want to follow Charlie on Twitter, guys, see some of these pictures he posted. It's at Charlie 092474. You can follow him and he's posted those uh, last week. Just go back through his tweets. You'll see some of the photos that were posted. Uh, you ended up with pretty good seats, it looked like, right? Yeah, we were right about on the 50, what would have been the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking we were probably about 10 rows up off the field. And the crazy thing is for all of the people there, we went, I went with the uncles that were on my mom's side of the family mm-hmm. and out of all of the people there, we didn't realize until we got there that my dad's brother had these seats directly in front of us. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's something normally if it was now you'd be texting, Hey, where are you? Where are you? And then there, you just ran into him at the place. And we didn't even know that they, we, we didn't even know that they were going. We didn't talk to him that often. And we sat in the seats and out of all the people, he came walking and sat right down in front of us. That's great. Uh, now, do you remember it being a big deal, being a local kid in the Detroit area? Like, oh, they're going to play at the Silver, it's going to be at the Silverdome. Was that a big deal as opposed to just being, you know, at the Joe Louis Arena or something like that? Was it a big deal to be at the Silverdome? I don't remember because looking in hindsight, mm-hmm. um, we went to a lot of the house shows back then yeah. at either Joe Lewis or Kobo. Uh-huh. Looking looking back, I realize now they did other shows at the Silverdome. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't ever remember those those. So to me, it wasn't like a big deal going to the Silverdome as it was just we were going to WrestleMania. Exactly, you got to see Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all that. Yes. Now, was that, were you like a Hulkamanic? Was Hulk Hogan your yes. guy? You had to see him? Okay. Yep. He was the one. Um, um, I mean, we, we, cause I remember back then you used, they used to announce the, um, the matches. If you went, they, they came to Detroit every month. Okay. And when you were there, they would announce what the next show would be. Yeah. And like what the main event would be. 
And I remember when, because we went maybe a handful of times a year. They usually get us tickets for like our birthdays or for sure. Christmas. And I remember every every month when they came, calling the next day because our local, again, so dated, but our <laughs> local newspaper used to have a one eight hundred number that you could call with the results uh-huh. and what the next match would be. And I remember every morning, the day after it was done, calling, and if they said Hulk Hogan was going to be there, just begging our parents to take us to that one. <laughs> so great. yes, that that was the ultimate when you know to see him at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania three was actually the first one to actually be on very limited pay per view. But did you get a chance to watch the other two, or were they were those like a Coliseum video you rented them um, type of tape no. thing or? I because back then too, that's when you needed. It was if you did. For for some reason, I did they ever do pay per view? Because for some reason, maybe I'm recalling correctly, but for some reason, I remember borrowing tapes off of people who did have recordings. It's possible. It. it was very very limited. I know. I, I think around in, in '87, it was something like that. Was the first one to be somewhat bigger, but it was still only like three million homes across the country had it. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure one of your friends or even might've had a tape of it. So that's how you, you probably saw it. Those first two. I remember, I remember seeing the first two, but I don't remember how those came about, but I definitely remember seeing them. Okay. So you got the tickets. Do you have any idea? Remember at all what happened? Remember what they cost back in 87? No. Yeah. You know what? I gotta, I gotta ask. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure one of my aunts and uncles uh-huh. do. I mean, they couldn't have been that much because right. if they, if they were, if they were a lot, we wouldn't have been going. We didn't have that kind of money growing up. I'm thinking they're probably around 50 bucks a ticket. I'm guessing. Yeah. And even that might be high, but you had, like I said, great seats and you could tell from the pictures you took. Now yeah. the, the show's hyped up. You're watching your syndicated wrestling on Saturday mornings in your town just to kind of get all and you, the old WrestleMania report that mean Gene Oakland would do. So you're getting hyped up for the show. The day of the show, are you guys just like buzzing? We got to get there early. We got to do whatever you're begging your aunt, your uncles to take you early. Or is it you're just like any other regular show? Oh no, no, it was, I don't, I don't remember. Um, well, I guess I should say the one thing I remember to the build up is I remember having, I can't remember if we already had tickets at this point mm-hmm. or if it was when they already announced it was going to be in Detroit. But I remember when you could start seeing the build up towards Andre and Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then I can specifically wa- remember watching in the living room when they did the Piper's Pit where they finally came out and the yeah. whole, um, are you going to accept his challenge? Mm-hmm. And I remember just going crazy when Hogan finally said yes, because that was the moment we realized that. Yeah. Um, it was going to take place. Yeah. And so the, the day of the show, because the silver dome, we were about an hour away. Mm -hmm. And if anyone ever went to the silver dome, it was not in a great, um, location as far as getting to. Yeah. And so it was, even if you went there for anything, it it was like an all day ordeal to get in and out of there. Okay. So I remember leaving super early just to go to the show. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to beg. They knew that we were leaving super early just to get inside into that place. Yeah, because the Silver Dome isn't in Detroit. It's in the suburb of Detroit, basically. It's in Pontiac, right? Yeah, it's about an hour north. And um, the bad thing with the Silver Dome is it was inside. It had its own parking lot, Okay. which was just a huge parking lot that completely surrounded it. Uh So you're only – and there was nothing else really around it. So your two options were either to park in the parking lot, in which case you knew it was going to be a nightmare to get in and out of there, mm-hmm. or there was a shuttle bus service that you parked at a giant parking structure yeah. uh, away and take the bus. So yeah, it was um, 
it was it it was it was it was not a great location. Everyone says it's in Detroit, but it wasn't in Detroit. It yeah. was it was about an hour away. Yeah. Okay. So the day the show comes, you leave early, you get there, you know, you're walking up to into the get into the stadium. Do you remember? It's kind of it's a little bit hard to remember because you're you were twelve. But do you remember like any type of energy or anything when you're walking up? Because this is a big. When you were walking up, do you realize it was this? How big of a deal it was? How many people were going to be there? Did it kind of start to sink in for you? Yeah, and you can see because um because what what if you can see in one of those pictures the lines from outside mm -hmm. and just the humanity trying to get in. Um, because my uncle actually my uncle who took the pictures he was not a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. He usually took us just because it was his friend that liked the wrestling. Yeah. He was going more because we wanted to go and also just because it was such a big event. So he was the one who took all the pictures because to him it was more just, oh my gosh, look at these people. Mm -hmm. So you can see in the pictures just the, the, the mass of humanity just waiting to get inside the door there. So that's when you kind of start realizing that what a big deal this is. Yeah. And then you, you walk in, you, you, you know, you do whatever else says. Maybe you grab a suit, like a couple, you know, beverages or or, pop, or popcorn, or whatever. But you find your seats and you sit down. And some of the pictures you took, the arena's not full yet, so you can kind of see you're kind of getting settled in there. And one of the things that's unique about WrestleMania three was because of the way it's set up with the with the, I guess, air dome. When it was light out, it was still pretty light inside the stadium, so you could actually see how massive it is before the house lights turned down. So you're sitting down and looking around. You're like, oh wow, this is a big deal. And you're getting like hyped up for the show, right? You're like, okay, when are we going to get started? Or are you just kind of just taking it all in? You know what? That I don't remember, yeah. but I'm sure it was. I was 12. I'm sure I was just bouncing off. <laughs> I'm sure I was driving my uncles crazy waiting for it to start. Uh huh. Okay. So the whole, the, you know, the show starts and everything and everyone's in the crowd. Do you remember? Did it look completely full? Was there any spots you saw that were empty seats I or everything was sold out? I don't remember any any open seats i i mean as far as you could see on the floor mm -hmm. in the in the seats it, sh it was just it was more crowded than i've ever seen anything and what was the atmosphere was everybody like excited was everybody happy once the show was getting going was it like angst how was it for you and people around you that again is hard to say yeah. but i'm gonna say on my end just pure excitement <laughs> just bouncing off the walls and everything like that too yes and then you know the the first match starts and the ring cards come out which has got to be super cool to see like oh my god they're coming down these giant ring cards which has got to be fun for a 12 year old uh-huh and um yeah so you said the uncle is the one that took your picture the pictures right yep he was the one who took all the pictures he okay. took he we lucked out because he took a good camera and he actually kept good care of the pictures the last 30 years so they were still pristine yeah those are awesome that's that's really awesome to have again guys if you want to see those pictures follow charlie on twitter at charlie zero nine two four seven four he's posted a bunch up there for you guys to take a look at uh besides the hogan match was there anything else you guys were hyped for before the show started yes okay i was i as a kid i was huge into junkyard dog he is probably my second favorite uh-huh and then um so i was looking forward to that match and then also, as much as I hated Roddy Piper during WrestleMania 1 and 2, yeah. I loved him equally for WrestleMania 3. So those were the three matches that I specifically remember being the most excited for. Yeah, and looking back now on this show, when you go back to watch it now, do you kind of hold it in a special place just because you were there and that was like the first big event you went to? Or do you, are you able to look at it objectively? I can't look at it no. objectively. I mean, I, I I've watched it since then. Yeah, and um, um, 
you realize just how like so many matches now that would just not even be on the pre-show for current WrestleManias mm-hmm. or even like the Hogan Andre when you look in hindsight that it wasn't a great match. Yeah, well, we'll but I just we'll I get can't look into Andre. it objectively. And that's and that's totally fine. And you know, on the same way with some of these events, I have like Survivor Series '91 was like the first pay per view I watched or was able to watch. So like, even that's not a great show, but to me, it's this it's going to hold a special place. I'm never going to be able to judge it, you know, unbiased or anything like right. that. And I, so I totally get that. Now everybody knows the famous Macho Man Ricky Steamboat match. You didn't mention that as a match you were hyped for, but as you were watching it, do you remember being like? really happy with it or excited for it because at the time that was a ton of false finishes which wasn't done a lot you know what being tw- i mean I, I that's the one match that i look at differently uh-huh. a lot differently um being older because now i do appreciate it for what a great match it was but at the time um i mean i remember enjoying it and especially because you know uh George Animal Steel yeah. being involved in the match, and not so much from him being in Detroit, but just as a, a character that a kid watches, yeah. was exciting. But I don't, I don't, I, I, I look back on that match a lot. Um, I see it a lot differently now than I did back then. I just remember it being a really good match, not like yeah. the all-time match that people refer to it as now. It's interesting you bring that up now because obviously everyone looks back at it in hindsight. But at the time you're 12 years old, you're there, you're like, all right, when's Hogan going to get here? Because that's near the end of the card. <laughs> Yeah, basically, that's the one thing I remember. Like, that's great. How much longer to Hogan? <laughs> so by the time – okay, let's get to the main event now. We're, we've got this whole huge show, which I'm sure is, is somewhat flying by, but at the same time dragging because you're waiting for the big the big main event. Uh-huh. The main event starts. Hogan comes down. Did the building just erupt? Like you said, I'm yes. sure you took off. You were a 12-year-old going nuts. What was the rest of the building like? I just I, – I, and and – I, from from how I remember it, I just remember it being the loudest thing that I've ever heard. Just the cheers for him when he came out, mm-hmm. and um, just go, just the whole place going crazy. Yeah, and at that point, it was the lights were down except for the ring, and you just see the spotlight on the aisle, and you see him walking down, pointing the finger. I'm sure you're going crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, the match happened, and like we said now, or you said earlier, looking back at it now, it's not an amazing match. It's whatever it is, but there's a few big moments. There's the stare down. There's the almost three count from Andre, and there's the body slam. Do you want to talk about any special memories of those particular moments from that match? I remember, I remember the stare down, and I mean, I'm actually getting goosebumps now just thinking about awesome. it because, like I said, not only was it Hogan and Andre, but it's my childhood mm-hmm. all all wrapped into one. Yeah, and then um, I and and like I said, because I was still at the age where it, everything was totally real to me. Yeah. And so and thankfully my uncles were cool enough to let it stay like that. <laughs> and so um I remember you know when he kind of picked him up for the first one and got the near 3 count the um oh my gosh is Hogan actually going to lose? And then I remember when he picked him up for the body. And then I remember you know just totally being into it the whole match and then when Hulk hulks up and does the body slam just everything going crazy and in hindsight looking at those pictures it's unbelievable my uncle actually got a picture at that moment yeah of the body slam that's fantastic you know that'd be something if you ever you know run into hulk hogan at some point be able to show him i think sure he would love to see that because it's a crazy view of of that moment you you know what i met him a few years ago at um and i didn't i didn't bring it up yeah because i saw him at uh, he was at a card show that was in chicago so Mm -hmm. i drove 
you know, four hours yeah. each way just to meet him. And when they took me back for the photo and, and at the whole time when I was, you know, lined up, I was thinking of all the stuff I was going to say to him. Uh-huh. And the second that I saw him and he said, hey, brother, I just I honestly I just went speechless. I just walked up. I smiled for the photo and I walked off. That yeah. was I couldn't say a word. Well, as he's getting older, he's doing more appearances. Maybe if you're, if you're ever down in Florida, he has his beach shop. He's always doing signings down there. So maybe you can make a, a little trip down there at some point to show him the pictures. Well, you know what? We went last time we were on vacation. We went to his his beach shop mm-hmm. in Orlando. Yeah. And my 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 wife does is not into wrestling at all, but uh-huh. she 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 tolerates tolerates it with a sense of amusement. <laughs> and um, when we went to the store, I was like walking around with like a little kid, and it was funny because every couple in there it was the exact same. It was a it was a dad walking around like he was in Disney, and wife's looking like just as bored as they could be. And someone went up to, and someone was looking at the poster from WrestleMania three, and he was talking to his wife about it. Yeah. So I told my wife, I go watch. I kind of whispered to my wife, I go watch this. And they, and I, when I walked over there, he was trying to remember if it was from eighty six or eighty seven. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was like, oh, it was from eighty seven. I was there, and his wife, his jaw just dropped, and he started asking me all kinds of questions. Yeah. And then, um, and then in the store. They had at the register, they had a bunch of belts. And he said the guy, the guy behind the counter was like, well, you know, we have some of his actual belts. If you want to get your you can pay to get your picture taken with them. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we got the one from um, that he used in Rocky three as Thunderlips. And I was like, yeah, that's just a movie prop that that really means nothing to me. He's like, well, the, we got one other one. It was we got one of his actual championship belts. And I was like, OK, he's like. It's the one that he defended in WrestleMania three. And before he even finished, I was like, I'll take the picture. <laughs> That's great. And so I actually got a picture of me holding that belt that he defended at WrestleMania three. Yeah. And what's cool is you were 12. So you're able to just live. You weren't thinking about this event being this history making event. You're just living in this moment saying, this is awesome. I'm 12 years old. I get to see my heroes live in front of me with, you know, my uncle's cool enough to take me my brother here. We're having an awesome time, but now looking back, you have specific memories of stuff that no one else is really going to have. So next, when you see something, you're the one that's going to have that specific memory of the body slam or the initial Vince saying, welcome to WrestleMania three, all that stuff. So that's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. And uh, what's also interesting. I don't know. I don't know if you know, you have the answer because I don't, but so WrestleMania in Dallas, I was there and I've been, I've been to a bunch of WrestleManias, but the one in Dallas stuck out because of how massive it was. But even uh, even though it was that even though it was a bigger stadium and even though there was more people there, th- when I look back at WrestleMania three compared to thirty two in Dallas, it looks like there's more of a mass of people. It looks bigger at three for some reason. I don't know if it's the stadium or what it is, but it just looks and feels bigger. Well, I think what the difference is because I think the same thing too. But I think what the difference is if you look at WrestleMania three, it was basically people three sixty. Yeah. Now they black off such a big end of the of the arena for the stage and yeah. the entrance and the screens that even though there's more people there, it just looks different because it's not all the way around. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. You know, cause that's those stages are massive. Now they're part of the, part of the fun. They're part of the show. Yes. Now you, before we started recording, you mentioned you've been to a couple other WrestleManias. Now, which ones were those that you went to? I was at WrestleMania 18 uh-huh. in Toronto, and I was at 23 in Detroit. Okay. 18 was a huge event, obviously, because there was the Hogan versus Rock match, which is just insane. And then 23 was, I'm sure, special to you because it was local, and it was it was also a fun show. Now, how would you compare, you know, you're growing up, you're going into a little bit differently, especially at 23 when you're more of a full adult, but 
what's kind of is there any like vibe difference you can tell between the two of them is it just is it apples and oranges because of the events well i would say it's apples and oranges just because you're talking as a kid versus yeah. an adult it's like christmas now versus then it's yeah. just not the same um i would say 18 the big difference is 18 because of the hogan rock match mm-hmm. um because that was actually the only reason we went. At that point, I stopped watching wrestling, but my brother still kind of did. And when we found out that WrestleMania was close enough that we could take the train up there, it was kind of like, eh, maybe. And then when we found out it was going to be Rock versus Hogan, it was like, all right, we got to go. Okay. And uh, the, the one thing that sticks out with me from 18 was just the electricity from that match. That was probably um, – to me, it seemed almost more electric than Hogan versus Andre, but it also might just be because I've – it's more recent. I sure. have a lot clearer memories of it. Yeah. Um, 23 was neat to go to cause it was, it was obviously my hometown, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really any, it was a lot, it was different because it was a lot bigger spectacle now with the fireworks and the big stage and everything. Yeah. But there wasn't any, any one particular moment that really sticks out whether match wise or, you know, like I said, just atmosphere wise is mm-hmm. rock Hogan or Andre Hogan. Yeah, so that Rock Hogan match, where I've heard, I've talked to a couple people that have been in that WrestleMania before, and they were there like the whole weekend. They all told me the same thing. They were all kind of like, we all knew that everyone's going to cheer for Hogan all weekend because all weekend people were just wearing Hogan stuff and it was all nostalgia. Did you guys anticipate everybody cheering for Hogan? Or- we went. Uh, we 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 didn't go into. T- we we actually got there that morning. Mm-hmm. We were only there for one day. Yeah. So we got in that morning and then we left the next day. So I didn't, we, we didn't, and it was actually St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. So we were just hitting up the bars that day before the um, show. So we didn't really bump into any other wrestling fans. So I don't know what I, I, so we didn't really know what other people were going to do, but we know, we knew we were definitely going to go crazy for Hogan. Yeah. So the match happens with Hogan and rock. And it's kind of hard to tell now, like on the network, which is kind of annoying because they have to dub over the music. When Hogan first comes out, like the building erupts, I remember watching it on yes. pay-per-view. And then The Rock comes out, and he's kind of booed. But then as soon as the match starts, it's just insane. Do you remember just being like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Everyone's thinking the same thing we are, that Hogan's the man. Yeah, I, rem- I remember looking at my brother and just being like, wow, because we did not anticipate that kind of reaction for Hogan. Well, Which, you- in hindsight, I guess it, it's it's – in hindsight, you realize that that's – pretty obvious that it would have gone down that way but i remember at the time being surprised yeah i mean it, it, you, like it's a good point too because i mean all the adults that were there you know wrestling 18 it's pretty much everyone's wheel everyone's a little grown up in their late 20s mid 20s or basically in their 20s who are going there they're all like getting the nostalgia feels of course they're going to cheer for their guy hogan yeah anyone who was alive during the early to mm-hmm. mid 80s was going to they weren't going to not cheer for hogan <laughs> no you can't you can't for sure uh, well, I, that's pretty much all I had for you. I just wanted to, to listen to your stories about being there at WrestleMania three, even just seeing your pictures. I was like, man, this is amazing. And what's funny. I'm glad you told me your uncle took those pictures. I'm like, these are amazing photos for a 12 year old. Like what camera were you using? <laughs> but your grown up uncle has taken them. So that's awesome. 
And you know, and it's funny too because I um he he found because I know I knew he had the pictures because he brought it up before, mm-hmm. and I kept bugging him like, hey, can I get those pictures of you? Can I get those pictures from you? And he gave them to me last Easter, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, and, and you know my uncle, my other uncles that were there, we kind of flipped through it and remembered it, yeah, and I I emailed it to some of the guys that I'm fans or you know that I know that are I'm friends with that are fans, and I posted them on my Facebook page, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like. Everyone's like, oh, you know, that's that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then on Reddit last year, um, right before like WrestleMania week, start people started doing the thing of the posting the my view from of WrestleMania, whatever WrestleMania it was, and the picture from their seats. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll post my I put so I posted my view of WrestleMania three, and I just put the Hogan slamming Andre. Uh huh. And I mean, not thinking anything of it, I thought it was a neat picture, but not. Um, you know, I guess because they're, they're your pictures are like, oh, these are cool. And then just my notifications just blew up uh-huh. and people not believing it. And and then that's when I posted the rest of them. I scanned the rest of them and put them up there. And I mean, just getting hundreds and hundreds of notifications. And um, David Shoemaker, the guy who writes for um, he used to write for ESPN. I think now he's on uh, the ringer. He actually emailed me on Twitter and said, you know, he researches wrestling for a living and these were the coolest things he's seen in a long long time so i did not anticipate them blowing up like they did so that's why when with this when i saw the anniversary coming up i just kind of anytime i saw someone posting something about wrestlemania 3 i just kind of forwarded them the link just because you know i thought well if, if you know if someone thinks they're cool you know just trying to get them out there and yeah it just took off yeah they are cool and like and i'm sure like dave schumacher said too i mean you know, i'm a huge wrestling fan i i i, I was Three or I was probably four when WrestleMania, WrestleMania three was around because I was born in eighty four. So it's either three or four, and uh, I the only thing I actually remember my first wrestling memory is Hogan and Andre doing like a press conference type of thing, like at a table with Bobby Heenan, and Heenan yep. demanding them make a bigger belt for Andre because Hogan's wouldn't fit him. So I remember that like that's my first like wrestling memory, and me being like, oh man, there's gonna be a new belt type of thing. So I remember I remember that, um, but these pictures are awesome and. It's cool that you were able to share some of the story of it, and I'm sure you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna hold on to them. So make sure you do, and I don't know, frame them up or keep the scans of them. Do it, do whatever you can with. Them. Make sure you hold on to them and keep sharing them every year, so everyone can see these because they're awesome and they're a moment in history that everyone. The only thing left is like the WWE photos. Very few I've seen very few fan perspective photos out there, and especially with a professional type camera, pretty much everyone had those little small Kodak ones, and your uncle had a professional nice. SLR camera, so it's awesome well, that he, he took those. Well, because that was the thing that I think is makes them so different is because nowadays, nowadays everyone has a cell phone, everyone takes pictures, but back then you had to go through the effort of bringing your actual picture. You, you know, like you said, a big camera that would take good pictures. Mm-hmm. We had good seats, and then most most importantly, he actually kept good care of these photos because I think so many people just tended to not um not take care of the not take care of the pictures or they got lost over the 30 years or they got faded he kept them in a folder that um uh you know kept nice nice care of them so when he gave them to me they were just as pristine as the day he took them which is just really dumb luck very very cool man well thank you so much for coming on i heard you got your sound like your kid in the background i've got two daughters i'm waiting for them to wake <laughs> up any second now too so from their nap so i uh, i really appreciate you coming on and talking about this and i know Everyone's going to be bugging you again to repost those pictures this, after we post this show this week. So thanks for coming on. And uh, next time you're in Chicago, 
and let me know. And if I'm near you, I'll buy you a drink for for coming on the show with us. And, okay, cool. Thanks. And uh, and again, if you're at, and if you're at a WrestleMania, everyone wrestling fans are the friendliest fans. I my wife went to WrestleMania with me a couple of years ago, and she's like, everyone's so nice. I'm like, I know, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> like, you, well, I'm holding I'm holding out hope it comes to Detroit back to Detroit soon. Yeah. I have I, I have a feeling it'll be here within the next couple of years. I think you're right. And for me, I'll drive. It's a quick four and a half hour drive, so it's easy for me to drive up there. So I'm there. Okay, perfect. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on again, guys. Follow Charlie on Twitter at charlie zero nine. 2474 and you can look on reddit as well for those uh pictures on reddit squared circle he posted the rest of the three photos as well on there thanks man for coming on okay no problem again huge thanks to charlie for coming on taking time out of his day he's got a family he's got stuff to do he's just some guy he met on the internet it took time out of his day for me to to go on and, and talk about being there for WrestleMania three and i really hope you guys enjoyed that interview because not many people are around to talk about it. I mean, I don't in the sense that people that are there are all like dead or something, but I don't see it very often where there's an interview with someone that was there or even posts. And he, like I said, he's got such amazing pictures. Please, please check them out on Twitter and on Reddit. But if you get, if I'll tweet them out too, we're at PPW podcast. I didn't do the propers because this was such a special show, but uh, again, he's at Charlie. Zero nine two four seven four. Just go to his tweets and replies. That's where some of the responses are to the thread that he posted on Reddit with all the pictures. Got to check them out, guys, and please let him know that you enjoyed them. And it's so cool that they're still intact. He's still restored. He still has them. And like he said in the interview, it's super rare because the pictures were taken with a professional camera. It wasn't with a phone or anything. It was a big deal to have to drag a nice camera to an event like this. His uncle took him. His uncle's taller. He's getting good shots. It's crazy that he got a shot of Hogan slamming Andre. Like, that's just nuts to me. And we've all seen the official WWE and WWF photos and, and Pro Wrestling Illustrated, all that stuff. But a fan's perspective from the seats in the Silver Dome, it, it's amazing. And I really hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as I did. I will be at WrestleMania this coming weekend. I'm heading there Thursday. So tomorrow I fly out. It's kind of crazy. It's coming up on us already. And then on Friday I'll be out and about. Saturday I'll be out and about. Sunday morning I'll be out and about. So please come find me. Uh, just follow me on Twitter for locations and everything like that. PPW podcast. I uh, definitely go to the fig life meetup that fully posable is doing at the Irish pub. That's right down the street from WrestleCon. It's on Saturday at 2 PM. Please be there to say hello to everybody and especially give support to the fully posable show because those guys deserve it with all the hard work they put in and the amazing community that they have built on Twitter and uh, everywhere else, basically with everybody. I had uh, someone contact me recently they really wanted and one of the shirts that was at C2E2 in Chicago here that Pro Wrestling Tees made. It was like an exclusive All Elite Wrestling shirt. And this guy's out in California, and he was like, you know, I can't I can't get out there. I'll, I'll trade you a figure for it. I was like, okay, cool. So I, I went down to Pro, the Pro Wrestling Tees store because they had a few extras, got it for him, and mailed it to him. And I really hope he enjoyed it. I hope the shirt, his name's Jack. You could follow him on Twitter at Hayden. 1284. I really hope he got his awesome shirt, just like I got my awesome Ric Flair, fi Ric Flair figure, which I now may get signed at WrestleCon. We'll see how that goes. That is going to be it for this week. Uh, I released this show and our last show, so if people are traveling have something to listen to if they're driving, really uh, hope you enjoyed this week's show, the double bonus show. Uh, follow us guys on Twitter, PPW Podcast. Want to support the show, whatamaneuver.net. Pick up a, a t-shirt. If you get a t-shirt, you'll get a free gift from me to you. It'll just be some form of wrestling junk. It's nothing amazing, but if you like bad wrestling like I do, you will enjoy it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Charlie for the interview, and we will see you next week.